Good morning. It's time for today's message from the Flora Assembly of God at 730 Seminary Street in Flora. The Flora Assembly of God has Sunday school this morning at 930. Sunday morning worship begins at 1030, including a children's service. And join them for Wednesday evening Bible study at 7 p.m. Now, here is today's message from God's Word. Good morning. It's a, it's a nice chipper morning out there today and and we thank god for each and every day that he gives us you know we shouldn't complain about anything when it comes to anything god has created because he has reasons why we have cold weather we don't maybe like it but anyway um we're going to talk about uh this let the seed be seen man man was created to be the son of god he wasn't created to be a puppet on a string or to be controlled all the time or he was he was not created to be the subject of Satan either. It was something to where God created Adam so that he would commune with him and talk with him and and the thing is God wanted fellowship with somebody that had a choice. You ever thought about it? We have a choice to serve God. We don't have to but we should. It's something to where God, it, God is the most important thing in this world. I mean, to us. And the thing is, it's something to where we sometimes lack in knowing that the outcome if we don't serve God, but that's not why we serve God. Um, in Genesis, the second chapter, the seventh verse, it talks about the Lord God formed man of the dust, dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Think about that. He breathed into his nostrils. He had the breath of God in him. He had everything that had to do with the Lord. It, it, it was God breathed it into him and it's something to where, you know, we don't think about that sometimes. In, in the eighth chapter, it says, The Lord God planted a garden eastward in, the, in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and, the good, and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to the water to, the, to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. And then it goes on down and tells what that those are. But, you know, if you think about it, in chapters 2 and 3 in Genesis, it talks about um, the tree of life and, and all the trees that were in the garden, and, and the one that 
the one that he took of that wasn't supposed to be where he took of. But it says, you know, God created that beautiful creation. It was a place of pure beauty and holiness. It, it was it was the most beautiful place that that you would probably ever see in a garden. We see a lot of beautiful gardens, you know, here in Florida. We have people that get the yard of the month and and. If you look at those, they're so beautiful. They take time in nurturing and pulling the weeds and, and planting the, the plants and stuff. And, you know, when spring comes, we'll see that beauty. But the thing is, so many times we we don't realize how beautiful the Garden of Eden was. God created that for, for Adam and Eve, well, for them to, to live in the midst of it. <clears throat> and... Uh, Anyway, it goes on down. It, it was a place of, of pure beauty and, and holiness. And we already read the scripture about where he formed it. Adam became part of God at that particular time. God's life was in Adam, and Adam was clothed with God. He was, he was the seed of God. He was given dominion and authority above all of God's creation and, you know, today we don't have a garden, but God has given you the authority over the enemy. Have you ever thought about that? He's given you the authority to, to, to cast down the thoughts and imaginations that come in your mind, the things that the enemy wants to uh, throw at you to try to get you not to serve God, to get you discouraged, to, to go the wrong way. And, you know, God's word tells us that we have the authority and I know maybe that's a little bit strong, but the thing is, it's something to where his word tells us that we have the power when we pray to bind up anything and to loose anything. And what that, you know, when we pray, we should bind up whatever that is that's coming against us. And we loose the healing power or loose the calmness or the peace that, that we need. You know, the thing is, we... God has given us his word and his word is strong and it's something to where if we get in God's word and we get stronger in God's word, we'll see how we can fight the enemy with God's word. Adam didn't have that. Adam didn't have God's word. He had God living there. And the thing is, he just had really was probably just told one thing not to partake of, you know, the, the tree of good and evil. Usually that's what happens when God tells us not to do something or to do something. We do the opposite. And I, I've been praying, Lord, help me to do what you will have me to do on a daily basis, on a, on a minute-to-minute basis. Because sometimes we, we allow our flesh to kind of come in and, and control us. And it's something to where we have to cast down our flesh, or we have to take subjection over it. You know, in Galatians 2.20, it talks about crucifying the flesh. You know, it says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the thing is, it's something God lives within us if we've asked him to come into our heart and to take his abode in us and to live and, and be in us. He has breathed the breath of God into us like he did Adam that breath he's 
but Satan came on the scene and Adam had to make a, a, a choice. He had to, he had to make a choice of what he was going to do. Defying God's commandment, Adam chose to partake of the tree of knowledge the, of good and evil. And the thing is, we all know the story. I mean, we've, if we've been raised in church or even been around, we know the story of, of what happened. In Genesis, the third chapter, it talks about on the 16th verse, it says, um, when they took of the fruit, it says that, you know, God, in 16, it, t- it says, the, unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your con- in and your conception. In sorrow you shall bring forth children, and your ch- and your desire shall be to your husband, and he shall rule over you. You know it says. Sorry, I get to talking. I get a tear in my eye. And unto Adam he said, because you have hearkened unto the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake in sorrow, and and ye shall eat of it all the days of your life. Then it talks about the thorns and the thistles that came after they did that. You know, that's why we have thorns on roses, if you ever think about that. But it's something to wear... Adam then was cast out of the, they were taken out of the the garden. And in doing so, Adam uh, lost his life of nature, of God. He he lost that closeness. He couldn't commune with God anymore like that. You know, sometimes when we kind of go to the wayside, we lose our communion with God, our communication. And we are where we can say, Lord, please forgive me. I don't want to do that. We have a choice to come back and, and ask him, Lord, I need I need your closeness. I need you. I need to be able to talk to you. But Adam also, he lost God's con, uh, concerning, covering and his protection. Man now was underneath the curse of death. He had to die now. And so it talks about in, I think it's chapter, uh, verse 24 of chapter 3. Talks about, um, so he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims, and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. You know, we don't think about it, but if Adam would have took a, a bite of the tree of life, he never would have died. He would have. He would have never. Died. Oh, well, how's that? How's that, Sister Paula? How could that ever happen? Well, that tree was where it gave life and it gave it eternally. And the thing is, that's why God had to put the cherubims and the and the flaming sword in front of the garden so that they couldn't get in to to partake of that. You know, what a picture of God's great love and mercy when He placed it before the street that that led to the tree of life. Those cherubids, it was not just to keep uh, Adam out, but it was to present man 
from living forever underneath the curse. And, and we were lifted from that curse whenever Jesus died upon that cross for our sins. We have a choice to choose life with God or to choose life with Satan. Oh, well, I don't have to choose. Yeah, if you don't choose to serve God, you're making a choice to serve Satan. I, I You know, somebody's probably out there thinking, well, that's a really, a really crazy thing. I don't choose either one. Well, when we choose not to serve God to our ability and to love him and to do the things that he'd have us to do, we're choosing to uh, satisfy our flesh. And the thing is, that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to not lean towards God. He wants us to lean towards our flesh, to lean towards the things that make us feel good. You know, somebody, yesterday I was talking to a cousin and and and, I, and they were going to go get a, a Coke and, and she went and made the comment, well, that's not the feel-good drink. And I thought to myself, I thought, you know, that's where the world looks at things and they want to partake of things that's not really good for them. And anyway, so a picture of God's great love and mercy. And when he placed before the street that led to the uh, led to life, those cherubims, it was um, not just to keep Adam out but it was to protect and present from losing forever. And the thing is, if he had taken of that life, that tree of life, he would have been cursed for the rest of his life. You know, well, sometimes we do things and don't even think about it. And the word tells us, you know, that what we sow shall also what we reap. You know, sometimes when we do something out of, of um, in the flesh and it's not of God we reap the percussions of it we reap what we've sowed you know just like it's something to where we don't really realize it at the time but we made a choice to do that particular thing and some things you know it, it, it's the the what we reap from it and the thing is it was something to where you know I never really thought about this before, but dad was talking to me one time and, you know, he said, do you realize what David, King David died with? And, and he died with some kind of disease that was really because of what he, how he had done the sin before. And the thing is, you know, sometimes we don't think about what we're doing today could cause if we're doing something wrong, I'm not, you know, well, if we're doing something good for people, you're going to reap from that too. We don't look for the reaping, but the thing is God knows who does things and he knows, you know, his word tells us that we're going to reap what we sow. If we're sowing good things, we're going to reap good things. If we're sowing bad things, we're going to reap bad things. But God always is, if we allow him to be in control of our life and he allows us to we allow him, excuse me, we allow him to do what he wants to in our life, then we have nothing to worry about. Are we going to have trials and tribulations? Yes, we always are going to do that. That's what makes us stronger. I say that quite often. 
but that's where we grow in him. That's where we get closer to God when we go through something. So many times when things are going all good, we don't really think about clinging to God as much. You know, it's something to where I'm not saying that we do that, but I'm just saying it's easier for us to not think of things when th- life is going good. And you watch when somebody in the world gets a bad report or needs needs, you know, someone to pray, that's the first thing they do. They're not serving God, but they get a bad report or or they something comes their way and they say, "Oh, they call a close friend or a relative and would you please please play pre please pray and there's nothing wrong in that but the thing is they're calling out to God when they could call out to God themselves the thing is it's something to wear and I'm not saying that's a bad thing I'm not saying that at all I'm saying sometimes we have to learn to ask God to help us to do the right thing to be in his footsteps Lord I want to do what you'd have me to do I want to go to the places you'd have me to go I want to be able to crucify my flesh that I'm not doing the things that the world are, is doing. It's going to get, you know, where we have to make a choice. We, it's where we have to be obedient to God if we want to make it through this world. You know, so many people, we look at the world and what it is today and what it was 25 years ago. We, we never saw a lot of the things that were happening, you know, and, and it's something to where um you hear people say well i've heard all my life jesus is coming back well i'd much rather be ready when he comes back than to be thinking well i'm going to i've heard that all my life i have heard that all my life my boys have heard that all their life but the thing is that doesn't mean that it's not true god is coming back for a people that love him and that want to serve him and that have asked him to forgive them of their sins and have been living the way that he wants us to live. Think about that. Are we perfect? Do we live perfect? No. We walk in a fleshly body, and we do make mistakes. But the one thing I can say, we had an example of Jesus walking on this earth in flesh, and he did not. He did not stumble in any way. He used God's word to come against the enemy. He could have he could have fell. He was walking in the flesh. Oh, but he was God. He was he was God walking in the flesh. Well, he might have been. But the thing is he didn't use no superpowers that he had. He walked in the same flesh that you did. He felt the same pain that we do. He had the same temptations that we have. He walked as a man in fleshly body. And did he mess up? No. So, you know, it's something to where we have the choice to to make mistakes and sin every day. And we can do better because we had a great example. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you, Lord, that you are here with us. I thank you, Lord, that you go with us on a daily basis Lord, I thank you that you help us to make the right choices. Lord, help us to sow the right seeds. Help us, Lord, to be what you'd have us to be in every area. 
of our life, that we can be the witness that you'd have us to be. Are we going to fail? Yes. But you're going to be there to pick us up and, and to keep going. You're going to help us to, to know what you'd have us to do. When we pray, you're going to show us which way to go. Lord, just help us to make those right choices in the name of Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to today's message from the Flora Assembly of God at 730 Seminary Street in Flora. Sunday school is at 930 this morning and Sunday morning worship service, including a children's sermon, begins at 1030. Join them for Wednesday evening Bible study at 7 p.m. Have a blessed day. In the name of the Lord. Yes, we've got the power.